You know, we've had a kind of a big week of, of losses. Uh, a lot of you know that uh, on Wednesday we had a funeral for uh, really a matriarch of our church, 100 years old, Catherine Kirby. and It was a great celebration. And then uh, also this week we lost uh, Mike Ferency, and so his uh, service will be coming up on Friday. And of course, uh, all of uh, the Christian faith, we lost Billy Graham this year, or this, this week. And uh, probably the person who has brought the gospel and proclaimed the gospel to more people in the world than anyone in history. It's kind of an amazing thing, isn't it? Let's pray. Oh, Lord God, we ask that your word would, would come to us today and, and be moved into us by your Holy Spirit, Lord, because I, I cannot be the teacher apart from you Lord you're the one who brings it in to us where right where it needs to be and so Lord we pray that you will you will take that and not just let it be words stuck in our heads but but that it'll be born out into our lives and uh, that we will find the life and the and the love and the joy that you meant for us to have we pray in Jesus name amen uh, well today we're in our series uh, called bless Five ways to love our neighbors and how many of you brought a packet that you got last week hold it up if you did for me would you the, no not not the guidebook that's the black one the smaller one I, I, there's a confusion about which one's the packet yeah that that smaller one that is the packet now you can put them back down if you don't have one today maybe you weren't here last week or you didn't did you didn't get one last week the ushers have more we want to make sure everybody has one so raise your hand if you need one Lots of, lots of people, so it's going to take us a minute to, to get them all out to you. And because uh, I want everybody to have one, or at least you can look on with somebody here during this hour. Um, and I know it's a big ask, but I'm going to ask you to try to bring it with you every Sunday here for the next month in March. Because we're going to be kind of touching base with it uh, on, on Sundays. And uh, if there's, you think, well, there's no way I'm going to remember it, then I would just say leave it in your car. All right, and that way you'll go, oh, yeah, it's there. And, or, of course, you like me. I brought it with me today, and now it's sitting in my office. So a lot of good it does me, right? But uh, anyway, do your best. And uh, by the way, how many of you received my text message this morning? Right after 7 a.m., lots of you. There are 227 of you who have signed up and are getting those, uh, and it consists of a little brief line of Scripture, and then a little, in, about, which, which is a, a sentence of prayer from the Bible, and then a little encouragement to pray. And if you have not signed up yet, just contact uh, my assistant Brenda in the office, and uh, just call the office and talk with her, or you'll find her uh, email address on the website, and you can email her and, and get you signed up. Uh, Today, starting today in our daily blessed text, we're going to be following the themes of each week, starting with today, uh, begin with prayer. So you'll see them, and let's put them up on the screen as well, and I want you to, let's say these all together, shall we? Begin with prayer, listen with care, eat together, serve with love, share your story. And the thing about these five practices is that we all know how to do them. We do them all the time. Uh, we pray for people we love. We listen to them. We eat with them. We serve one another. We share stories with each other. So these are not new skills. They, for, for most of us, they come pretty naturally. 
The difference is that now we're intentionally developing friendships with people who may not yet know Jesus, who may be living far from God, who are not currently connected to a church, and we don't try to sell them on faith. We don't argue with them about God. We try not to uh, convince them that we're right and they're not. Our part is to love them and be patient and watch God be at work. Watch for God at work. I had a dream this past week and uh, I know it may seem kind of strange for me to tell you about a dream but I will and I I'm still thinking about it myself. And in this dream, uh, my former bishop, Scott Jones, some of you remember uh, Bishop Jones, he preached here one time, but he's now moved to Houston, but in my dream, he was still my bishop. And he said, Steve, it's time for you to leave Faith Westwood because attendance has been slipping the last few years, which it has. And I explained to him that I believe that Faith Westwood is in a position to see a turnaround. And, and I said, I, I need to stay to see it through. Here's what I told him. God has put a lot of love in this church. We have a strong staff. Our building is remodeled. Uh, we're serving the community. And now we're learning, we're learning to build blessed relationships. I thought I made a pretty convincing case. Uh, and, but the problem is my dream ended before I found out if the bishop had changed his mind. So. But, but, I, but and I can't tell you if that dream came from God or any part of it exactly, but I will say I had a very similar dream the week before. What I can tell you is that it revealed the depth of my belief in Faith Westwood's future. I woke up convinced more than ever that God's going to use this church to help many people find life as disciples of Jesus. And I'm asking you to share in that dream. Let's learn together how to build blessed relationships. Uh, so today we begin with prayer. And prayer is not a vending machine. Right? Prayer is not something where you, where you slide a prayer in the slot and then something pops out below. Prayer is not a transaction. Prayer is a conversation. Is that right? Let's, pray, let's say that together, shall we? Prayer is not a transaction. Prayer is a conversation. We talk with God. We listen to God. We're, we're God's children sitting in His lap. That's prayer. And the amazing thing about prayer is that God lets us make a difference in the flow of grace in this world. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? By prayer, God lets us make a difference in the flow of grace. It, it's, it's baffling and wonderful all at the same time. I've shared this with you before and I'm probably share, with, share it with you again sometime, but here it is. There are many things God wants to do and will do when people pray. 
There are many things God wants to do and will do when people pray. Now, do I get everything I pray for? No. Nobody does. Because prayer is a conversation, not a transaction. But it's still true that there are many things God wants to do and will do when people pray. And when it comes to uh, people who may not yet know Jesus, if I'm not asking God for blessed relationships, I don't have blessed relationships. A year ago, it was a year ago when I learned about bless, uh, and I started praying, okay, Lord, who do you want me to have a blessed relationship with? And I've been praying that for a year. And I have to keep praying it because left to myself, I don't really care that much. You know, I mean, it's hard enough taking care of my own life, right? And besides, I'm too busy for blessed relationships. So I have to pray. Because maybe God wants to prune back some of my busyness. Another reason I need to pray goes back to something that we looked at last week, that people need what only Jesus can give. People need what only Jesus can give. Sometimes I forget that. At least in a functional level, I forget that. So I got to keep praying. Now, in the packets... You'll notice that the outside page is larger and it's folded over and inside are half page inserts. So what I want you to do now is, is put away, you know, take aside those half page inserts and just look at the outer folded page, okay? And, and look inside of it and you'll see the letter B, right, in a circle. And then uh, um, in the middle of the left side it says begin with prayer. And... And, and I think most of you are with me. And then below that, you'll see the words, uh, the little paragraph that says, begins with, Jesus came. So what I want you to do, let's read this together, shall we? Jesus came to find people who are lost and to help those who are hurting. As we seek to join him in his mission, we begin with prayer recognizing we can only do this through God's power. Jesus said power comes through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us love and gives us boldness to join Jesus in his mission. You know, another thing that I learned uh, from praying is that it's not all up to me. And that is a really good thing because I think if I didn't believe that, that, it would be crushing. It's not all up to me. It's not all up to you. God's already at work in this person's life. All I have to do is join in. Now, you'll also see on that same page the heading, Create a Prayer List. And beside it, you see that graphic of somebody who's on their knees praying and then you see those those concentric circles kind of radiating out from the, from the head of that praying person. And then you see the words on it. It says, uh, friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, co-workers, or Frank for short. Frank with a C at the end. Uh, anyway, that is to help us think through people who are already in our lives. A year ago, I started with one person. 
I wanted to have a blessed relationship with. It was a friendship that was on the periphery of my life and I felt God was nudging me to bring that friendship more into the middle of my life. So I started with one blessed relationship and I, and I tried to pray for him every day and, and usually I did. And, and I prayed something like this, God, help him to become hungry and thirsty for you. Or it could have been a little different, but that was kind of the gist of it. And as we got better acquainted, uh, you know, I would pray for other things about him, maybe his job or his family. Um, and then last summer, um, I, I was out eating lunch on my deck <laughs> at our house. And he called me, which was kind of an unusual thing, to call me during the day. Uh, he was at work. And he was having a really rough day at work. And so we talked. And then I asked him, I said, at the end of kind of a you know, good conversation, I said, what would you like me to pray for you on, about this? And he said, pray for God to give me wisdom. I said, yeah, I'll pray for that. Well, it's, it's taken a year, but now I have five people that I either have a blessed relationship with or I want to have a blessed relationship with, and, and, I, um, and I pray for them. Um, and I pray for each one a little differently. There's, there's one person that I pray for, and I have a, a picture in my mind as I'm praying for her that one day in the future she is rejoicing in the Lord. And so when I'm saying my little prayer for her, I just kind of hold that picture in my head of her rejoicing in the Lord. Um, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is a great model for prayer. And I'm going to ask you to turn to it with me. It's the one Laura read, or at least part of it, uh, from Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 16 through 19. Uh, if you're using that Bible in the pew rack, it's 11, on page 1175. And... and if you don't have a Bible of your own that you can read at home, just take this Bible, tuck it under your arm, take it with you. You can have it and keep it. It's yours to read at home. Okay, uh, now the book of Ephesians is a letter that was written to a group of Jesus followers in, in the city of Ephesus, which is in the, where the country of Turkey is now. And it was written, this letter was written uh, in the first century A.D. by a guy named Paul, who was the missionary who first told him about Jesus. And in this paragraph, he's telling them that he's praying for them. So let's look at verse 16, and then we'll finish the sentence, which goes into verse 17. I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And read the rest of the sentence with me, will you? And so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And then the rest of verse 17 and verses 18 and 19 are one long sentence. And they are uh, praying that they will experience how much Jesus loves them being rooted and established in love, grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, to know this love that surpasses knowledge. And you know, you could shorten and paraphrase that into one simple prayer. So if you were praying for somebody named Jerry, you would say, Jesus, help Jerry know how much you love him so that one day he'll put his faith in you 
and you'll live in his heart. Something like that. Here's another thing that I want to say about prayer. Be bad at prayer. You, you, weren't, you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> Be bad at prayer. Uh, don't wait until you think you're good enough. God, God doesn't care about that. God loves our prayers when we fumble around and we don't know the right words to say as long as it comes from here, as long as it comes from your heart. Now, I believe that God is more moved by one bumbling, heartfelt prayer than by a prayer of empty eloquence. Have you ever heard a prayer of empty eloquence? I've given a few. As a pastor, you know, we pastors, we have to fight this all the time because I can make a prayer sound spiritual. I can, I can dress it up with all kinds of religious language, but if it's not real, if it's not coming from the real place of who I am, then I'm just going through the motions. So I have to, I have to keep stopping myself and let my prayer be a real expression of my heart to God. And that usually means not sounding eloquent. And it's okay if I get stuck and fumble over my words along the way. Now, in the guidebook, which was the larger black one with, with 50-some pages in it, uh, and I hope all of you get one of these. They're back at the Connection Center. But uh, in session two, uh, Rick Richardson, one of the authors, tells a story about his mom, who's an atheist. And one day, Rick and his wife and his parents were out hiking in Colorado and at one point, his parents decided, you know, they'd had enough and they turned back to go to the cabin while Rick and his wife hiked further on. And then there was a scare with a bear and I'll let you read the story about how all that turned out. But when Rick and his wife made it back to the cabin, his mom gave him a great big hug and said, I prayed for you. She had no practice in prayer. She's an atheist. But she blurted out what was on her heart. So if you think you're bad at prayer, just blurt out anyway. God's listening. He loves to hear from you. The Bible says that when we don't have the words, the Holy Spirit takes what's in your heart and expresses it to the Father. Anyway, I'd like to invite Reagan Patrick to... Uh, Come on up. A, a lot of you have never met Reagan. Uh, she is on staff at our church in, uh, in the impact after school ministry for middle school students. Uh, she be, uh, Reagan began in August um, as our assistant director of impact. And now uh, Jess Martinez, the director of impact, is getting ready to move. So... Let me introduce to you the new director of Impact. Yeah. Uh, Reagan has her own church. Uh, matter of fact, her parents were at the first service. Uh, but she said, I said, well, would you, would you play hooky at your church to come and be with us today and I introduce you? And, and I wanted to visit, of course, with you about uh, this whole idea of beginning with prayer. But, um, Reagan, first tell us a little about, a bit about you and, you know, who you are and where God's taken you. Okay. Um, I'm 20. Um, I've been following Jesus for two years. Uh, my friend dragged me to her youth group night um, two years ago. 
And they, when I walked in the room, they were speaking in tongues and just crying out for God. And I'm like, man, I want this too. So uh-huh. that night, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I've been following God ever since. Uh-huh. And now that's my passion for young people to know the goodness of God now, not when they're 30, 40, but now at 11, 12, 15, whatever number it is right now. And so you're thinking about going into student ministry, right? Oh, yeah. What do you think that's going to look like in the future? I, I just want revival to hit now, yeah. you know, and I want to make an impact with my life. I think that's why I've been put on this earth to mm-hmm. just be a positive influence to young people. Now, I imagine, Reagan, that, that you know, before this experience happened two years ago, that there were people praying for you. Who, who do you believe was praying for you all those years? My family is made up of prayer warriors. Oh, my yeah? parents, my grandma, especially, yeah, my aunts, they prayed for me when all I cared about was high school basketball and hanging yeah. out with people I shouldn't have been hanging out with. Yeah. That prayer made a difference for you, didn't it? Oh, definitely. I'm so grateful yeah. that they took the time, you know, out of their relationship with God to intercede on my behalf. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, one of the things that I've learned about you, Reagan, and I've really been so appreciative is that God has laid on your heart to be praying for these students that you see every day in impact. Tell us a little bit about kind of what you do and what's been happening with praying for them. Yeah, we have 22 kids enrolled and out of those 22, maybe three at the most know a little bit about Jesus. And so God has placed that on my heart to be responsible for them to intercede on their behalf and to just pray for just the small things and also the big things for them to give their lives to Jesus and to pray for their grades and to pray for protection over their schools and stuff. Yeah. so when you pray, is this like you, you pray, you come a little early to pray, or do you get up in the morning and pray for them? Or what's kind of your habit of doing that? A couple times a day. Okay. Sometimes in the morning. At 5 in the morning, I try to wake up. And when that doesn't work, I wake up at noon, and I pray <laughs> for them, of course. Yeah. Um, before I get to impact, definitely before I get out of the car, I always pray. When okay. I pass the school, I just ask God to I just plead the blood over the school. Yeah. And uh, what do you pray for them? What do you pray for them about? What kind of things? Uh, During our conversations, I listen with purpose. I listen when they tell me, hey, I'm struggling in math. So I'll say, I take that to the throne. I'm like, God, can you pray over their math test on Friday? You know, when they tell me difficult situations in their, their families' lives, you know, I pray over that too. So I just try to listen. Yeah. And I imagine you pray for yourself, too, because, you know, you're on staff and now you're going to be the director. I mean, yeah. what do you pray for about yourself in this? Uh, I pray that just God anoints me, that he uh-huh. gives me the confidence that I need, and He, the Holy Spirit leads me and guides me every single day. And I know one of the things that you've kind of learned, because you said, you know, I'm 20 years old, I'm just kind of new at this and being in charge, but one of the things you is found is that now coming into the role of being a director is that, you know, there's a different kind of authority yes. uh, that you need to have. Tell us about how you've been growing and praying about that. Yeah, I've definitely been praying that, about that because I tend to be a pushover most of the times with the kids. And being the director, I need to have that authoritative position, uh, you know, to be the boss. So we did a trial run uh, huh. last week or the week before. 
and I was just by myself and t 16 kids and we were just supposed to have a chill day, which we're just gonna watch a movie and you guys just chill out for today. But some of the kids decided to get the balls out and start running around the church going crazy. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to deal with it, but I'm like, okay, Lord, I need you. So I prayed quickly, like, Lord, help me. And then I got the kids together. And I'm like, all right, guys, can't do this right now. We have to chill out. And they're like, okay, Reagan. And then at that moment, I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. 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 Well, Reagan, I, I want you to know, I am, first of all, I've been so impressed to see how God has been growing you over these last six, seven months and preparing you for this new role here. And I'm so glad that God brought you here. Thank you very much. All right, uh, hey, Reagan, I forgot to, to we were going to pray for you here. Come on, come on up. I, all of a sudden, I remember that. So uh, anyway, it, we kind of have a tradition. If you want to raise your hand toward Reagan here, uh, here, I'll take a hand here. There you go. And uh, it's kind of like laying on hands from a distance, and let's pray for her. Lord, we thank you so much for Reagan and that you have laid a calling on her life. Lord, we, pr we are so privileged that we get to, be a piece of that and that you brought her here and Lord we don't know what you have for her next but we pray that during this time you will teach her everything she needs to know and show her everything that she needs to to learn here and to grow from and Lord we pray that the, the we pray for these students these 22 kids these these students who just show up day after day and uh, hungry for for make life to make sense and struggling with, with questions and hardships and relationships. Lord, let Reagan be the kind of person there that will, that will love them and guide them and lead them. Lord, give her opportunities to, to uh, bring these, these students a step closer to you and into a relationship with you uh, that will carry with them the rest of their lives. Jesus, we love you. We pray in your name. Amen. Okay, a um, couple weeks ago in staff meeting, Don Stock said something that I thought was, you know, this is, this is kind of clever, I got to hang on to this. She said, without the B of begin with prayer, we have less relationships, not less relationships. And I, to me, that really struck too be, true for me because if I'm not praying about it, I have less relationships, and the ones I have are used less by God. But when I pray, I have less relationships. Now, uh, on that first page of the packet, the, the one that's folded over there that we looked at earlier, on the right side, you'll see that two tear-off bookmarks, and uh, it says to choose three to five people and write their names down below. Hey, you know, it's kind of up to you. Maybe you can think of one or two right now. Or maybe you can think of seven or eight. That doesn't really matter. Um, if you just start with one, that's a, that's a good place to start. And then uh, the, the first tear-off bookmark is for you to turn in today. And I ask you just write down first names, no last names. And the second bookmark is for you to keep. 
Maybe you have it uh, by your Bible or some other place where you're going to see it a lot. And if you know who you want to pray for and you want to turn that in today, that's great. Uh, the ushers will be holding baskets as you leave today and you can drop it in there. But you say, some of you say, hey, I have no idea. And that's okay too. You know, here, uh, this blessed series is really just an introduction to it. And in my experience is it takes time to work this into to your life. Um, so, so you can bring that little slip any Sunday, that little bookmark any Sunday and drop it in the offering. My idea is that we're going to create a, a display of all of these. So maybe some Sunday you can come up and put it on the display yourself. Uh, so what I want to do here, and I didn't do this in advance, but Sh Brother Shane Goffner, would you come up and play the ambient keys like you did during the prayer time? And, and uh, you all can make sure the sound is set up for him up there. Um, I want to give you a minute or so to just be, in, be quiet before the Lord and listen about who you might, God might be leading you to have blessed relationship with. And then write those names down. So just, just take a little bit of time, okay? So if you've written those names, uh, it would be best to write them on both bookmarks so you'll have the list to take with you and then one to turn in as you, as you leave today. Like I said, the ushers will have baskets to, to collect them all as you're walking out of the worship center. One other thing is that I want to invite you to give Ignite Prayer a try. Uh, it's a monthly prayer gathering. Uh, and we're going to kind of move it in a little bit different direction here uh, for a while. Um, so we're praying about bless. Being a blessed church, becoming blessed people, building blessed relationships. And I know uh, most of you would say, I've never prayed for an hour before. I don't know if I think I could handle it. Well, I want you to know it's really not as hard as you think. Um... Here's what happens. I take about five minutes or so and I introduce the time and what we're going to do and how it's going to flow. And, and then we have about 15 minutes where we just kind of pray silently. And then uh, we have a time where if you want to pray out loud, you can and all those that want to do that. And that might take up to 30 minutes or so. And then we have a little time to debrief. But... Uh, Really, the prayer time usually is more like 45 minutes. 
Um, really, you know what I find the hardest thing is, is actually getting up to go. Kind of making the decision, I think I'm going to go to that tonight. <gasps> because, you know, it's hard to. If you're home and kind of getting settled after supper and what are you going to do? Anyway, we do this the first Tuesday of every month. So the, the next one's going to be a week from Tuesday, March 6th. We're going to have it two different times. You can come either at 2 o'clock or at 6.30. Um, and that'll be up in the chapel upstairs. And even if you can only attend once or a few times a year, I believe you'll find it really valuable. And I think it'll also help jumpstart your own desire for prayer to begin with prayer in your, in your blessed relationships uh, as, you know, at home alone. So um, anyway, I encourage you to do that. We'll talk about that again just a little bit next week. But uh, let's, let's pray together now. Oh, Lord God, we thank you for the way that you have spoken to us here, that you've given us this, this challenge that we can be in blessed relationships uh, Jesus, we don't really, sometimes we're scared of this. Just kind of like Peter was scared to go with Jesus when he said, follow me. And, and uh, Lord, but that's okay. We're going to go with you anyway, wherever you lead us, whatever you want us to do, wherever you want us to say, wherever you want us to go, we're going to go with you because you are the source of life. And Lord, there are some here today who really just find themselves off the, kind of on the edge, on the fringe of faith and have never really said yes to you and want to belong to you for forever and for good and so Lord I just pray for them right now that uh, you will allow them to say yes Jesus and you'll open their heart and they will walk through that and say Lord I'm all yours forgive me of my sins and give me a new life and if that's you today just Lord just I would just say let that prayer be yours whatever the words are really don't matter as much as the the desire of your heart and God will hear that and uh, he will change you just like he's changed Reagan and so many of us Lord we thank you for your work among us today for the presence and power of your Holy Spirit leading us forward into a life like Jesus we pray in his name amen